the way I was humiliated by all of you, you led me around on a leash. That was different. We thought you were inferior. Now you know better. Cornelius was right, Doctor. He proved it. Man was here first. You owe him your science, your culture, whatever civilization you've got. Then answer me this. If man was superior, why didn't he survive? Wiped out by a plague, some natural catastrophe, a storm of meteors. From the looks of some parts of this planet, I'd say that was a fair bet. But we can't be sure. He is. He knew all the time, long before you found your cave. He knew. Defender of the faith. Guardian of the terrible secret. That's it, isn't it, Doctor? What I know of man was written long ago. Set down by the greatest ape of all, our lawgiver. Cornelius, come here. Reach into my pocket. Read to him the 29th scroll. Sixth verse. Beware the beast man, for he is the devil's pawn. Alone among God's primates, he kills for sport, or lust, or greed. Yea, he will murder his brother to possess his brother's land. Let him not breed in great numbers, for he will make a desert of his home and yours. Shun him. Drive him back into his jungle lair, for he is the harbinger of death. I found nothing in the cave to alter that conception of man, and I still live by its injunction.
everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly program. I am Dave Juskow. It's very nice to speak to you today. Now, a little bit older, and yet no wiser whatsoever. Still an idiot in every way, shape, and form. Keeping it going since 1964. Well, this is the podcast. We have that to look forward to, and that's a good time. Coming out to you on Tuesday, August 17, 2021. As you know, this past week was my uh, birthday week, and uh, again, I apologize to the Patreon listeners not having to come out on Saturday, but I thought it would be best to uh, record on Sunday. That way I could tell you, you know, what happened to me on Friday and Saturday and all that stuff. In fact, I was thinking about even doing it on Monday because um, doing, I got to go out for Olga's birthday tonight, which was the day after my birthday, but she wants to do something on Sunday and I, God, I hate going out on Sundays, but what am I going to do? I, I really don't want to go out. I'm you know, through drinking for the week and I've had enough and I've definitely had enough. I mean, for this, you know, for me, for this week. I've definitely upped my drinking game again because that's what you have to, you know, the older you get, the better you got to get at drinking. <laughs> and why not? Because what else is there to do? But I definitely drank a lot on my actual birthday and Saturday. My actual birthday, as you know, I am Dave Jusko. I am a birthday person. I enjoy celebrating my birthday on the actual birthday. And when I say enjoy, I'm not even sure if I enjoy it anymore. No, I do, I guess. I just get pressured by it in the days before, and then, you know, I can't wait for the day after. So I was pretty happy, you know, when it's over. There's a lot of pressure. It's like New Year's, you know, at least for me in my mind, right? So I didn't know what to do. You know, I had this problem. I was like, I just wasn't sure what I was going to do. I mean, I used to have these big parties on the rooftop, which were so awesome. Me and my friend Lee would combine our birthdays. His is the 16th. And we'd pay for everybody, which was amazing, right? So nobody had to buy anything. And then I started doing shows at the cellar, but all that went away. You know, when it's on a Friday, it's impossible to do any of that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't mind having it the day before, or whatever, if we're having the combined birthday, but I mean, I still got to do something on the actual 13th, which is my birthday. And I really just didn't have any plans and just wasn't sure what to do. And last birthday was so excellent. Just outside the comedy zone, like I said, everybody was in town, but nobody was in town. Everybody's going back to traveling and, and working on the road again. That's fine. I know how it is, which is so funny since last year I was the only one on the road. How times have changed. So that really is the uh, cornerstone of, of things in the sense of how wacky everything was last year that I was the only one working. I mean, that, how strange is that? And now I'm back to doing nothing and everyone else is on the road. But that's all right. I just decided I was going to go down to the comedy cellar for a little bit. Really, just not to do anything, just hang out there. It's Again, I'm not having the same experience like I guess I used to. It wasn't bad or anything. I'm just like, it's just something. There's a lot of new people. But that's, again, I guess that's just being older. I don't know. But I figured I'd go down there. Because remember, I was supposed to go see, I think I told you this last week, that I was supposed to go see Julian Villard. Maybe I didn't tell you. I don't know. But the plan was Julian Villard, our musician friend, is terrific, who's going to be on our live Billy Joel uh, show, which is tomorrow night 
if you are in the Maggie level subscribers, you can get the free link if you're at all interested in doing something as ridiculous as this. But we're having a live Billy Joel watch party with some of our listeners that enjoy just talking Billy Joel nonstop. So Julian is going to be on the show. When he was in town, he's like, I'll be at the Rock, was it Rockwood Music Hall or something? I don't know, downtown. And I'm like, well, that is a goddamn perfect thing to do. And I said, I'll, Elon and his wife will come we'll, and we'll go see the show at 7. And then I'll go to my favorite bar at 9. And then that's, that's a night. At least it's something. But unfortunately, Julian's tour was sponsored by NPR. And NPR is on the front line of everything COVID and they shut everything down. They couldn't pay for the tour. They canceled the, they canceled the tour. And that's who was paying for him to travel. So he's like, I got to cancel the show and return everybody's money. It's pretty bad. So the, can- so the thing was canceled because of COVID. And then I had nothing to do. And it was a perfect plan. I was going to invite somebody. I actually invited, uh, I, said, I called Colin Smith. I'm like, do you want to be my date for the show? And he's like, Dave, I'm not going to be around to be in LA. Um, but that's, you know, that's probably the best I could do. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty hot date. Colin Smith, huh? Huh? Am I right? But whatever. I said, well, I guess we could just go to the cellar, have a little dinner, and then go to that bar. And that's what we did. And at 7 o'clock, I went there and hung out. But the good news was that Gary Goldman was around, and I hadn't seen him for a long time. So he hung out with us for like two hours, which was terrific. And then Todd Barry hung out a little bit, and Phil Hanley was there. and Oh, and Mark Cohen was in town. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's the uh, MC at the, at the Las Vegas uh, Comedy Cellar. He's the house MC, and he, we've been friends for years. And he was in town with his daughter, who the last time I saw her was 11, and now she's like 17, and she wants to be a Broadway person. And I'm like, I am all in on that. And she seemed nice enough. And uh, I don't know. You know, it was just, it was okay. It was nice to see everybody, but still, it's still lacking what it used to be i feel but still no big deal i was just there and i'm glad elon and his wife were there and i was just hanging out right and uh just had a couple of drinks and this waitress was new and oh and marina hung out a, a little bit too and marina was so funny she told elon like oh did you hear this guy sean donnelly has covid and elon is very panicked about covid and he was like what like his face dropped and he immediately put on his mask then he goes, I was with Sean Donnelly yesterday, like in really close proximity in a dressing room with him, you know, for before a show. And she's like, oh, well, you better. He just called in and he, he had his spots canceled here because he has COVID. So Elon was, he, must, he looked like he'd seen a ghost. He was terrified. He, had, he also was seeing his parents that day and he'd been taking it very serious. He was going to the Catskills. He was really, really panicked. And it was great for me. It was a great birthday in that sense because uh, I had nothing to do with anything. And uh, just seeing how all this uh, played out was uh, very exciting for me. I enjoyed the drama. And then it turned out that Marina's an idiot and she had the wrong guy. (laughs) Because Elon texted Sean Donnelly. He's like, what are you talking about? Wait, who's spreading rumors that I have COVID? I wasn't even there last night. So, or whatever the case may be, she had the wrong person, which is extra hilarious. So that was good. So nobody, nobody caught COVID or was exposed to COVID during the birthday, which I guess would have been a bummer. But like I said, as long as it wasn't happening to me, even though I suppose Elon could have 
infected us all, but I guess I just don't think in those terms being vaccinated. And I know everybody's catching it again, being vaccinated, but I still feel it, the only way I'm going to catch it is, you know, what I get nervous about, which is drinking all night, not getting enough sleep, running down my immune system. That's how I always catch a kind of cold or flu because I'm pretty good about that. So I was worried just in the sense that I was, you know, the next day I was going to get up and drink. And that's, I know I always catch colds that way. Anyway, that all worked itself out. And then uh, Gary Golmo was hanging out with us for a long time and it was great seeing him. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I don't know if you've ever seen his, he's a terrific comedian. I don't know if you've ever seen his HBO special called The Great Depression. I found out he was married um, to this girl that I actually told him I don't think it was a good idea, but <coughs> let's, uh, whatever, as long as he's happy, which he seemed happy, and so it was nice that he hung out because, well, it's a story. Anyway, there was this new waitress, and she didn't, I guess she didn't know who I was. <laughs> Can you imagine? And w- so I had, I thought I had like three Johnny Walker Blacks, and then I switched over to Jack and Ginger because I was insane. And then I had a, a chopped Cobb salad because I was like, that's what I want. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't want to eat like a pig like usual, but I don't know. That was what I wanted and it was delicious. Yeah. And then I, did I have beer after that or I don't remember. I think I went somewhere else to have beer. But anyway, I had all those drinks, right? So I was pretty happy and pretty messed up, but having a good time. And then the bill came. There was three of us, right? Me, Elon, and his wife, $174. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. That, you know, I know I'm not a real comic, whatever, but because uh, I remember I told you how happy I was when I got the discount that time. I'm like, you know, it's my birthday. I'm actually going to complain at the comedy cellar. I'm going to take a risk and go for it and be a dick. Because I'm not paying $174 for my birthday. And Elon's pretty cheap, unfortunately. So I know he didn't want to pay $174. I think he might have, but he doesn't like that shit either. But that's not his problem or mine. So I went up to the manager and I said, I think there's an issue here. And he goes, oh, that girl's new. She didn't know who you were. And it was taken care of. And then the bill came back, and it was 45 bucks. And I think the only reason it was 45 bucks is because for Elon and Sarah. I think I, I think I ate for free. But then because it was 45 bucks, I just picked up the, the tab. And I said, well, you can leave the tip. Because I was so happy. I mean, that's a major... Well, they took off $130 off the bill. That's pretty good. So I felt pretty good about that. I was just like, no, I'm not. Normally, I probably wouldn't complain because I'm like, ah, eh, what are you gonna do? They're, you know, they don't know me. But uh, yeah, I forget that. That was the reason I went there. I'm like, well, at least if I go there, I can eat cheaply. Usually, as long as I know the manager, and I did, and uh, yeah, I put a stop to that immediately. You got to be kidding me. I still have the one where I, you know, got the comedy discount on my refrigerator. And again, it's just paying for other people. I guess I can eat and drink there for free, but I'm surprised. I don't, you could really take advantage of that system if it's free. I didn't know if it was free or as a discount, but whatever. Thank goodness. Oh my goodness. And then that waitress came over and complained. Oh, so sorry. Did not mean, no, she wasn't Asian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> because I'm racist. Yeah, no, um, she was a delight and really fun. And we talked to her. We gave her a nice big tip. 
I put on a little extra because she was uh, delightful. And it was her first day. So uh, it was really fun. So I'm glad I did that. And then I was just like, all right, now let's go over to the other place. And we went there and my friend was working and had a couple more beers and just uh, had a really good time, you know. And then those guys left and I just hung out for another one because I didn't because I was just so happy the birthday was over. It was after midnight. And as soon as I see it's 814, I'm like, great. I made it through. It's weird, right? Because I'm like, I kind of look forward to my birthday, but it's a lot of pride. It's like New Year's Eve. I'm like, oh, great. It's uh, thank God it's three in the morning. I can go home, you know, on New Year's Eve. Oh, God, right? So I was pretty uh, happy about that. And also when I had gone down there, remember I was like home all day and talking on the phone or whatever. And then, of course, my only plan is to take the Revel scooter down there. There's no, There's not a scooter in the neighborhood in sight. But I did find, thank God, an electric bike. So I took that because I wasn't sure. Whether, wait, do I have to take another cab and pay money when I was totally going to take a scooter or a bike? But I found the electric bike because there's no way. It was really hot. I don't know if you know. I mean, I, I think it's been hot where everybody is. But, yeah, it was really hot. And I did not want to get sweated up. So I just took the electric bike real slow, got there completely on time, and was not very sweaty when I got there, which was great. And when I got there, one of the waiters, who I guess knows me, gave me an immediate water, like right away. And I'm like, thank you. So that's why I figured, okay, they do know who I am, so there shouldn't be a problem. But whatevs. And then and then what did I do when I get right? Then I went to that halal guy's place again. Not not the the stand, but the store on four. I walk over to First Avenue and Fourteenth, got the uh, food, and then oh, and then took a cab home. Right, because again there was no electric city bikes, which I totally would have taken home. I don't know where they're stored. It was really frustrating that I can't find one of those stupid electric bikes. I'm not. I wasn't in the mood at that hour to bike home because I live all uphill. All uphill. If it was a flat land, I would totally take a regular bike home. But it's a lot to ask after a full night. It's like three in the morning. I'm not, you know, you just want to get home at that point, but I'm still not in a super rush to get home. But I also don't want to pay a lot of money because, you know, I pay a lot of money every night. And they're like, well, at least I can save money this way, whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I did finally take a cab. And it was impossible to find a cab. <sighs> frustrating as hell so i was getting pretty angry but then i got home and everything was all right although i invited my friend keanu out and then she canceled to do a gig and i was and then she called me when i got home and i was pretty angry i guess i was just drunk and i didn't i wasn't angry at her but then i got angry when she was saying that i I don't know what because because of the gig it was she like took it i said if you had a reputable gig at a comedy club even a bad comedy club I can understand that. But if you're blowing off when I asked you to hang out with me on my birthday, you're like the only one I, I called, and you're blowing me off to do this this idiot gig at his house in Astoria, I say, fuck you. I was really upset. She made me more upset the more she was talking about it and trying to weasel out of you know, the lame apology. But I was just like, I can understand being blown off if you had like, hey, I got a spot at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club or somewhere else, you know? But this, at somebody's house, this it's in this guy's backyard in Astoria. There's like five people there. That wasn't good enough to blow, blow, blow me off and hanging out. But still, it didn't matter because we still had a good time anyway. In fact, we went over to the Greenwich Village Comedy Club, which is the very lame comedy club on the same block as the Comedy Cellar and 
geez, they always have a crowd because they get the leftovers, the comedy seller and the worst comics. But I know the manager there, and uh, her birthday is the day before, so I had to say hello. And my friend Tiffany still works there, and she's awesome. And so it's just nice to see everybody, you know, because that's all you want to do. And I told everybody, I'm like, hey, it's my birthday. Hey! Because I'm that guy. Hey, it's my birthday today. And they, it drives me crazy when people are like, wait, it's your birthday today? You didn't say anything? I'm a birthday guy. I mean, I text, I Facebook everybody on their birthday. I text them, I Facebook, I email everyone it's like kind of um uh like ocd shit like i have to do it i mean i want to do it but i also guess i have to i don't know i uh, i really only miss maybe one or two a year i'm really diligent about it it's crazy and again you know you, you don't i don't get the props for it because of facebook i used to remember people's birthdays and then they'd be like wow you always remember and i'm like you're welcome but now with facebook it's not fair and the worst part is the two friends i have that are aren't on facebook i always forget their birthdays now <laughs> i've known them for years i know they're in june and that was the other thing so then i was coming off so thursday right i went to go see my mother mostly because i probably wouldn't have gone so close to my birthday think about that this is the way it, this is my fucking logic I'm like, well, that's very close to my birthday, so I can't come see you this. I mean, think about how, what? And what am I doing? Nothing. My God, my mind is so messed up. Anyway, had to go down there because I had to get my car serviced uh, because I, you know, my car was falling apart on the road. I could tell it was like it, I needed a tire alignment in my usual place, the Jiffy Lube. Didn't do that. So I had to bring it down near my mother's house. She goes, I got a good garage down here. And, you know, if somebody does have a good, reliable garage, then it's kind of worth it. It's right by her house. So I'm like, well, I made an appointment with the guy. I'll bring it down Thursday. And I'll just wait. I'll go really early. And then just hang out at my mother's until, <laughs> until it's done. Because he said it'll take all day. So then they called. I bought it down at 9 in the morning. And then they called me and said, you need four new tires. So, you know, that's going to cost money. And he goes, in fact, one of them on the front wasn't even supposed to be on this car. I'm trying to remember where I got my last set of tires. And then they said they don't make tires for this car anymore, so we have to order them special, so it's not going to be here until tomorrow. And I'm like, God damn it. And he's like, you need all this suspension and this line. Everything's falling apart. You're in big trouble. And, of course, they're going to say, why do you think I bring it to the Jiffy Lube? They ain't going to have a thing like that. So the whole thing cost 1600 bucks, And I'm like, what? Uh-oh. Ugh. I mean, expect it in a way, you know, whatever. And then you always have to question when you have an old car with almost 100,000 miles on it, do you put that kind of money into an old car? And I called my friend Joe Messina. And uh, by the way, his Hope and Heroes charity is coming up in September. I mean, it's all year round, but we're doing the walk for awareness of it. If you'd like to donate to the charity, Hope and Heroes, uh, we'll probably have him on as a guest to talk about it again because it's uh, very near and dear to both of our hearts because his, uh, you know, unfortunately he lost his daughter and uh, this charity was, uh, I felt he formed it. It might have been around, I don't know, but it's a very, it's a charity close to our heart and a lot of people when they have tragedies, they, you know, get into a charity that was very helpful when they were going through that tragedy. So uh, I'm just we both uh, would you know, appreciate if anybody uh, is interested in donating Hope and Heroes. Anyway, that little announcement uh, being said, I called him up because he's always smart. 
and I call him with any issues I have, especially finances and stuff, because he, I don't know, he just, it, it, we all do now. My sister's even like, well, what does Joe say? And then my mother's like, well, can't Joe come over and help me with what I have to do in my, you know? <laughs> it, it, we all rely on him, let alone the old place I used to work. They can't live without him. The poor guy was trying to take a vacation. He hasn't taken a vacation with all of COVID and everything. He tries to go away for a week. They still can't stop texting him like, but what are we going to do? We're <laughs> Uh, I feel bad for him, but not that bad. I mean, he was on vacation, so that's a pretty good deal. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a bummer to have to get those calls. And I'm glad I don't have to get them anymore. And then on the flip side, at this point, it would be uh, nice to have work again. But I called him up. I'm like, what do you think I should do? And he goes, well, if you're putting that kind of money into it and it's going to run another like two, three years, then it's totally worth it. When he put it like that, I said, yeah, let's do it. So, but the problem was now. I'm not picking it up on Friday. I'm not coming back there. I'm not staying over. I can't even believe they're going to have it done. In a, I mean, I can't believe they told me they don't make those tires anymore. And they were still good. I'm like, wait. And I was talking to the guy. I'm like, but you don't, you're saying that. And he's like, yeah, that's why we got to wait till tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, but don't you see how unbelievable that is that it's still just going to come tomorrow. The way you're talking, it seemed like you'd have to put in an order for him. And maybe two weeks from now we would get it. But he basically told me, you know, unlike the Jiffy Loop guys, when I when they told me what the problem was, and, he, and I'm like, can I drive it? He goes, yeah, you can drive it. Just, you know, keep pulling to the left or something. And uh, But when I talk to those guys, I'm like, can I drive it home and bring it back? And they're like, I wouldn't. So it's just so funny how, uh, I don't know, I, you don't know who's right. And they're probably both right. Probably would have been okay. But yeah, it was too dangerous. When I was on the turnpike going down to my mom's, I, could, I was getting nerves. I could feel some nonsense like the like kind of the jarring where you can feel your tire being flat it felt like that even though the tires weren't flat but maybe they were who knows so whatevs i bought it to the place on thursday i walked to my mother's house i could walk from the gas station to my mother's house through these bushes right into her uh, neighborhood it was like it was just like being 17 again and doing that i dropped the car off at the garage by our house and then walk home it's kind of exciting and then, you know, I was there and I was like, you know, I'll bring some work to do because I thought I was going to be there from nine to five until we, you know, so I bought some work to do. And I like edited uh, one of the Billy Joel things, which, by the way, is uh, this Tuesday, the E's wrap up. No big deal. And then we start the F's uh, with, I believe, falling in the rain. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. We're starting the F's. It's another Cold Spring Harbor one. The big question Will Dave Juskow like this new song from Cold Spring Harbor? Woo, we'll find out. And then, of course, on Wednesday, the big live exciting party. <laughs> After the Fs, we are interviewing Alex Sulkin, who we've had on this show before from Family Guy and Ted. And he's just a huge Billy Joel fan. And then we found out that Gary Goldman is a big Billy Joel fan. It just came from the concert at Fenway Park. So he will be our guest after the G's, which makes the most sense of anything because his name is Gary Goldman. So how can he not be our guest after the G's? It looks like we're going to have to postpone the mother and daughter who uh, used to be roadies for Billy Joel. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny because it's like, you know, we have these good, we have Sarah Silverman, we have Gary Goldman, we have Alex Sokin, and then and then uh, this kid and, his, and her mother. Yeah, it's going to be great. Hey, you're okay. Hey, you're okay. So I edited, so, you know, at least I spent some quality time there. I was able to do all this stuff, but I just kept getting these bad news. It was just really bothering. I'm like, this is a horrible day, and my mother was trying to help me, and I, I was just yelling at her, but not 
I explained to her it had nothing to do with her. I was just getting upset. And then my friend Beth Tapper called. She's like, hey, we're in town. I'm like, wait, you couldn't give me any notice? I'm in New Jersey. She's like, oh, we were going to surprise you. I'm like, you're an asshole. Really, that's that's a dick move. And that pissed me off because I, I wanted to see her and her stupid kids. And I'm like, what are you surprising me for? She's like, well, I never thought you'd be away. I'm like, that's stupid. I don't like any of this. And it's just weird. She told me she was thinking of coming to town in August. And I figured with everything going so bad, there's probably, I guess I haven't heard from her not coming. And so that upset me too. And then I think there was a third thing that bummed me out all. It was just a bad day. Although when we went to the diner, my mother and I, we went for breakfast. We went at like 930. And actually had breakfast. Oh, my God. First of all, this one new waitress there. Oh, my God. She was so hot and so efficient. It was amazing. Even my mother was like, God, you're beautiful. <laughs> like, it was really funny. But she was so efficient. She didn't miss a beat. It was amazing. And uh, what did I Oh, I had French toast. I never have that anymore. I don't know. It always seems so filling, but it was delicious. And I got like an egg on the side. Oh, my God. It was delicious. It was fantastic. Because we usually get there by lunchtime, so I'm not thinking in French toast terms. But it was a, a good pre-birthday diner uh, situation. And then, so I took my mom's car home, and I was going to do this other stuff, and I'm like, oh, let me just get this home. And then I was afraid, will they take a new car in my garage? But it was a pleasure driving somebody else's car. Even though her car is old, too, but it has power steering and brakes. And, uh, boy, that was a pleasure to drive Plus, you can, you know, you're going 80 and you don't even notice where my car starts. You can tell when it's going 80 because it starts to shake like uh, like the Enterprise when they're uh, coming on the impact in San Francisco on Star Trek four. Hello. Is this on? <laughs> Boy, when you're using that kind of terminology, how can you not get laid like every day? It would be impossible not to get laid using references like that, but. It's happened. Anyway, yeah, so I just went right home and uh, was trying to get home sooner than later because, again, you don't want to hit the traffic. I didn't hit any traffic. It was great, and they were totally cool with the car. You're just never sure because I don't you know, I don't know where it's, but I know those guys so well at this point. They were like, no problem. Don't worry about it. Hey, don't worry about it. It's all right. Hey, we'll park it anyway. Like anybody Italian is left uh, parking a car anymore. They are all Spanish. And if that's considered racist, I don't know what to, I'm, I'm just stating a fact. But now it's like a, you, you question everything you say at this point. I don't know. I was pretty happy to be home, but then I knew I had to go back. So my plan, so the plan was on Saturday that I was going to go to Dave Elliott's. And uh, this time now I was going to have to pick up the car at the garage at like seven in the morning and then get to Dave's and have a beach day. And then my friends, Victoria and Lou, it was Lou's birthday. This is Victoria. She used to be Vic Henley's wife, but now she's remarried. This great guy, Lou Pellegrino. He's a super guy, and he loves sports, and we bet together. He knows every reference that's on this podcast. He's really cool. I really like him a lot. It's really funny how I've loved all of Victoria's husbands over the years. It's very strange. But she was so nice. She's like, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? We're planning something for Lou. Why don't we combine birthdays? And I'm like, that is so nice. So she's like, we're going to have dinner in Asbury Park on Saturday at 7 o'clock. 
for some reason, I thought she said six, so uh, I had to forget because I was like, she's like, see, it's seven. I'm like, whoa, whoa, it changed? Oh, my God, I don't even want to talk about that. Anyway, so that was the plan, right? I hang out at the beach all day, and then I go. But I was pretty nervous because I knew I was kind of going to be out late for my birthday. And again, when you're not, when there's a pandemic around, and I know this is how I catch colds, if you're not sleeping enough after drinking and then going out and drinking again, I'm a little nervous that I'm going to be my immune system will be down and I'm, I'm a, that's when I'm panicked. But ironically, Dave Elliott called and said, dude, I got to cancel. Uh, something happened. Uh, at, at, at some uh, incident happened at the Mets game Thursday. <laughs> Who knows what that means? <laughs> I just like getting a text like that. There was an incident at the Mets game. He went to the Mets game on Thursday. So he's like, Hey, I can't do it. I mean, he was so nice. He was like, I know you hate, he listened to the podcast. So he like, Dude, I know you hate it. I'm like, no, it's it's okay. You called me two days in advance, and uh, I appreciate that. You know, it's okay. But it turned out better for me because then I didn't have to wake up early. Not that he cared or anything. If I got, I could have shown up at his place at 3 o'clock. He wouldn't have cared. I just like doing our routine that we have, which, you know, I get there around. I sleep over. I get there around 8 in the morning. We have a little breakfast outside, you know, on this table at this bagel place. Then we get coffee. We get Then we get the the drinks and the beer from the, you know, the, the wine store. And then we go down. I mean, it's like we had a pattern, right? And I, you know, I'm a creature who appreciates that kind of habituary. I, uh, my vocabulary sucks. Yeah. So he said he couldn't do it. And I'm like, you know what? This is better. I'll still go to Asbury Park. I'm like, you know, then I could say to myself, well, then I'm going to cancel. But no, I was like, well, you know, I still got to go pick up the car anyway. So, uh, and I want to go to Asbury Park and I wanted to sleep a little later. So it all worked out perfect. And I decided I'll go visit my friend, Chris Donahue, who you might remember was also on this podcast was his, with his son, Sean, who is a caddy who got a scholarship to Notre Dame. Yeah, the caddy scholarship. So I'm like, I'll go visit them because they live a little further than Asbury Park, which is why I don't see them all the time because when I go to Long Branch, it's before Asbury Park. So it's very easy to get to. And then sometimes I don't want to keep going further. I feel very comfortable going to Long Branch. That's a, a good stop for me. You know, you don't have to go any further driving, you know, after coming from the city. But so I picked up, so I went, I picked up the car. Everything worked fine. I saw my mother was with her friend, Manny. They just sat outside. But here was the problem. It was very hot yesterday. This is Saturday. You know, I'm taping this on Sunday. It comes out on Tuesday. It was very hot yesterday. Very hot. But again, you know, people are crazy. They were talking these weather reports like, oh, my God, it's going to be awful. That was not an awful hot yesterday. It was a little humid and hot and Friday, the same thing. But Jesus Christ, are you people? These must be the same people that are screaming and complaining about the heat on TV that used to love Cuomo. And then we're like, he's awful. It's like, what do you forget? It gets hot in August. Do we have this conversation on the podcast every year where people are like retarded? Oh, you can't use that word. Well, can you use it if you're, I guess not where people are so stupid that they can't understand that in August, especially in the middle of August, it gets to a hundred. Sometimes people are like, they're like shocked. Like, it's going to be 103. What? In August? Oh, it's really annoying. And I'm telling you, that was not, those days were not as humid as I have felt in my life. I can remember going out as a kid one day in August, going to mow the lawn, and you walked outside and you couldn't breathe because the humidity was sick. 
when the humidity is that bad. Those are the days I'm always talking about. If you can go under a tree and get shade, then it's not as hot as you would think. Yes, it is hot. And I was complaining that it's hot, but what are you going to do? But on Saturday, so my mother's like, oh, hang out with us. And I knew that was the plan. And I was like, that's fine. I don't mind hanging out with them. But uh, they're sitting outside. These are people who are almost 90. And they're sitting, I'm like, wait, we're not going to hang out in the central air? This is what I live for. You know, I have regular air conditioners. I turn them off and on, and it's they're loud and they're annoying. I want to sit in a house with central air. I dream of this. I dream of a life where I can live in a, 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 a perfectly temperatured, cool place. And even my lobby is like that, I think. But, yeah, when I get home, then it's all old-school window air conditioning with the noise and all the nonsense. I live for central air. And my mother wants to sit outside with this guy. And I sat outside with them for a little bit. I'm like, maybe it's not that bad. And then this guy, remember uh, my old, my mother's old boyfriend, Al? He was so sweet. We loved him so much, but he was so dull, you know, like, but uh, such a nice guy. But he's talking about heating and, and cooling and air conditioning ducts, you know. And we're like, all right, whatever. And this guy, uh, who's like written a couple of books and stuff, he could be interesting. He is going to see his girlfriend in Canada, which we always is controversial because we think our, you know, my mom's dating him, but then there is some sort of love triangle there. We don't know. Uh, but he's going to see his girlfriend in Canada and the flight was canceled because, you know, with Canada and entering and leaving is all fakakta. There's, that's the actually the perfect term because nobody knows what the hell's going on. And then he was telling me, well, we usually fly this airline, an airline I'd never heard of. I guess it's a not Air Canada, like a different one. And then it's one of those things where somebody's just telling you, like, oh, yeah, it's a, uh, they have stops in uh, Winnipeg and uh, Plattsburgh. And, uh, you know, he's going, to, I'm like, wait, you can't possibly think I'm interested in this conversation anymore. But, and, but hey, listen, they don't, you don't have to be 90 to be that boring. I have plenty of friends that talk that way, too. And I'm sure I'm considered boring just because I talk so much. And again, you know, when you win in high school, talks most says least. Uh, pretty soon you're going to run out of stuff to well you're never going to run out of stuff to say but it might not be very entertaining but at least i say it in a high fashion way in a good time right like i'm talking right right now it's nothing i'm, I'm not even saying anything but it sounds entertaining doesn't it when you talk like this and uh, we also could uh, it, it could go to vancouver uh I, I, you know i don't know a lot of uh, alberta i know there's a stop uh in alberta and uh but for me uh, I go to just above uh, Toronto. There's a place, and it doesn't really connect. Uh, it connects with Montreal, but only on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So what you have to do is uh, take uh, the shuttle. I'm like, oh my God! This, now it's now it's hot out here. I got to go inside. But I didn't go inside because I was just going inside. I'm like, I'm going inside because I'm sweating, and I don't want to be sweating. And I don't even mind hanging out in the hot weather and, and weather and sweating. Every birthday I've ever had has been a sweaty kind of fun affair in that sense. Like, yeah, it's hot. This is cool. But because I knew I had a full day ahead of me, I just didn't want to get sweated. We were just sitting there, but the, we didn't have to sit there. It's like when I would have my birthdays on the rooftop, we have to sit up there. There's, you know, that's, that's the plan and everybody knows it. But in my mother's place, I don't have to. I, I can be inside. So finally they figured it out. Like, oh, we, we should probably go inside. I'm like, yeah, you guys should go inside more than anybody. So I was like, ugh, I just can't win. And her car doesn't blow 
cold air as well as I want the air conditioning to do. So it, I was already hot on the ride there. And I'm trying to keep cool until dinner where I know I just found out we're sitting outside because one of those idiots we were partying with and they're all very nice is afraid to go inside because of COVID. I'm like, oh, I am sick of eating outdoors. I want to be inside, but I really tried hard to let it go. But when I found that out, I was furious because I knew it'd been hot. I'm like, you want to eat outside today? But I let it go. I knew Mo was headstrong. He said stupid things, but I let it go because I knew it was business. So then I go to my friend Chris Donahue's house. The only refuge I can get is like, now I got my car air conditioning working well. So yeah, I love being in my car. And then I get to his house and we're inside, but then they're like, oh, let's go eat outside. I'm like, son of a bitch. Because I was enjoying the central air in his house. But it was really nice to see him and his wife and his kids. I hadn't seen them in years. I saw his sister. I hadn't seen her in a long time. And they are the sweetest, kindest people. It was so great to see him. I am so glad I went there. His um, daughter goes to school here in the city. So I think she's going to come to a couple of the West Side Comedy shows, which is nice. I don't think I've ever met her before. Obviously, I know his son. You don't even realize how gorgeous this kid is in person. He's tall and handsome, and he's a caddy. Doesn't make any sense. When this guy goes to Notre Dame, I think he could be the starting quarterback, you know, for something. It's like, but he's a caddy. And remember, he doesn't play golf. It's hilarious. He said, well, I just played golf for the second time the other day. You know, it's okay. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> it's just so funny. But, he, you know, you know, you got nice parents, sweet kids, and you know me. I'm like, you know, if you got sweet kids... You give it all up to the parents. They must have been outstanding parents, but why wouldn't they? If you ever meet this guy, I mean, you saw him on the show, and you know he's not a video guy. You didn't get to see how funny he is just by being him. You know, you know, it's like weird, right? I tell you, I got these friends. My friend Lee Marakis, my friend Dave Elliott, and Chris Donahue, and these guys aren't comics, and yet they are some of the funniest guys I know in this subtle, awesome way. And it's really terrific. And they were so sweet. They were making, they're like, you don't want to eat anything? I'm like, oh, I'm eating this. And it looked, oh my God, the food. They were just making hamburgers and hot dogs. But he was like, he had these, uh, you know, those fried onions, sauteed onions and stuff. They had it all worked out and it looked delicious. And I was like, maybe I can have some potato salad. But I had a couple of beers and he always has the frozen mug. So that was exciting. But then, of course, we were outside again. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm sweating again outside. Why am I being tortured? But that's not his. They didn't think I was. That's not their problem. They love eating outside. I just was like, I just want to stay in until I have to eat. Because I guess I, cause I knew I was eating outside later. So I'm like, well, let's just wait for that when I know I have to be tortured by eating outside. But it was actually, it wasn't horrible. It was pleasant. Uh, I mean, it was a pleasant time either way. And then. You know, they broke me down. I had uh, some of the potatoes out and a little bit of the hot dog because it's just so good. But I didn't want to fill up, obviously. And then they got me a cake. It was so nice. So nice. Um, it, my name wasn't on it, but you know, I let that go. Uh, but no, they got me a cake. It was really nice. And, you know, saying happy birthday. It was so sweet. And they got me, because he listens to the podcast sometimes, a bottle of Johnny Walker Black. 
which I was perfect timing. Obviously, I had that the night before. I'm like, you, you don't understand. This is exactly what he goes. Well, I asked you uh, something. Like, he texted me about something. <clears throat> Not to get it. It was a surprise. And, I mean, what an awesome gift. That's the best. And I was running out of it at my house, <laughs> you know, because I'm a drunk. No, I just, you know, the times I do drink or my friends come over, you know, I'll have a, I'll have a little over ice, you know, so I can be like Arthur and <laughs> just have a you know, have that sound of the ice clinking and be like, Oh, that was great with you. But yeah, well, God, that was so sweet. So that was really great. And I didn't want to go, but I had to go. And I was very, very uptight going to Asbury Park because I don't know if you ever heard about the parking. Ironically, Asbury Parking. What? It's awful there. Like really awful. And I was very uptight. But. You know, it was about 15 minutes away, and so I was planning on getting there, even though we weren't getting there till 7. I was planning on getting there at 6 and not fooling around and looking, you know, starting to look for parking. But Chris's uh, daughter hooked me up with this uh, Asbury Parking app, which was the greatest thing that anybody's ever told me, and I downloaded it, and she was totally right. I don't even think you can do anything without the app there, and I immediately found a space and I, I didn't mind parking that far away and i found a great space like where you just put in the app in the car put in my license plate and that, i didn't have to get out of the car to do anything like they that they're good i mean why in this day and age wouldn't would you have to ever go up and pay a meter yeah i mean if you you know if they're saying to themselves well what about the people that don't have phones those people probably shouldn't be driving anyway they're obviously idiots so you don't even want them to be able to park because they're morons they're probably only ones that carry cash, and you're not going to be able to do anything with that. So I was very pleased. I just I put in my thing. I put in like five hours because it was only 11 bucks. You know you know how it is here. So I'm like, woo, score. And uh, walked up to the restaurant. Of course, we were sitting outside, and it was totally hot. We're pretty sure the exhaust fans were going. It was so hot that my friend Lizzie, who was sitting next to me, was like, don't you dare order fajitas. Because I could not have the heat coming off that plate. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then two people ordered fajitas. And she was furious. It was really funny. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. I'm like, look. <laughs> oh, that was classic. But it, that was really fun. Uh, and the food, it was so funny. I ordered two things. because I couldn't decide. So, I, I was, you know, they have the, the menu that the pictures. I love ordering off the pictures. So I ordered... Uh, an, an enchilada, which I always like to get because it comes, you know, it's like a platter, right? So it comes, it's beautiful. It's cheese and rice and beans. And then they, you know, they have the black beans and then the rice. And it's all like, like a, I'm, I'm making uh, gestures with my hands. Like, you know, it's all proportioned and I like that. And then I ordered like beef tacos, like the, not tacos, taco, you know, the soft ones because they look delicious in the picture. And I was like, they're like, why don't you get both? I'm like, yeah, I forgot I was in Jersey. I think combined it was $20. One was 11 and one was nine or whatever. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, I can rule that town. I got to move down there. Oh, that was great. Even though I assumed I wasn't paying for it, but that's why I didn't want to add on and have two dinners. Cause I knew somebody else was paying for it. But I feel like if my entire meal, cause it was a bring your own booze, you know, was going to cost them 20 bucks. I think I could do it this one time, you know, and that would be like my appetizer too, or something, whatever. It was delicious. But yeah, it was a bring your own booze. So she was, and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I was just getting annoyed. I'm like, the only thing I want at a Mexican restaurant is what? A frozen margarita. 
You never have a frozen margarita, but when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you have a frozen margarita. That's the only time I want it, right? And I want it with dinner. And, uh, of course, you couldn't get it because they didn't have it. But they all bought, these girls were prepared. They bought three bottles of this tequila that, ironically, Chris Donahue's daughter uh, showed me, hey, this is my favorite tequila. And I took a picture. I'm like, look, it's theirs, too. Your daughter's on the cutting, the cutting edge of alcohol. <laughs> yes, I'm. we're all very proud of her. Uh, so they bought mixers. And uh, Victoria made a, you know, a margarita mix. And just put the tequila, and they made margaritas for everybody. They weren't frozen, but they were delicious. And I, they fucked me up pretty good. And it was a really fun time. The, you know, we just was able to bring out a bunch of ice, and uh, we just did that. We had a really nice time. It's um, Again, it was Victoria and her husband, who I love, and my friend Lizzie and her husband. It was all couples. That's I'm used to that. And um, this girl, Paula, and Victoria's brother, Laddie, who's so handsome, and he's in a band usually. Uh, he usually plays in Asbury Park for years, from like four to eight at this place, Colin, but they broke up the band recently. So it was kind of funny. But he was hilarious. And uh, it was a really good time. I'm really glad I went, and I had a really good time. And, and they got me and uh, Lou a cake, and I, I bought Lou a birthday, a little Mets flag that we could put on the cake. And it turns out he likes the exact same cake I do, like the yellow cake with the chocolate frosting and no nonsense in between, none of that raspberry shit, just all chocolate all around. It was delicious, and I hate cake. Although, um, when I was at Chris Donahue's, they got me cake, and it was uh, I actually wanted a piece of the cake. It looked delicious. I'm like, you know what? I think I will have cake today. I usually don't have cake because that's the end of the night, so it bothers me. But then when you can have it with coffee, whatever. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just I had two cakes that day. I mean, technically could have had completely two dinners. But I was really trying hard not to overeat because then I was going to fall asleep and or I needed a nap. So then I drove Lou and Victoria home to Long Branch, and I'm like, well, let's get another drink. And everything was closed. It was like 11. And I'm like, what? Everything's closed. You know what? I don't think I can move here anymore. Well, it's just, you know, it's that thing... Where I'm like, well, how can everybody think be closed? It's the summer on the beach. How I don't understand. I mean, I understand that things close early, but and you know me, I'm like at this point, I I don't care if anything's open late. I want to be out late, but I I guess here we are. It, it is the Woody Allen thing all over again. Uh, the 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 perfect statement of why do you live in New York? He says, well. I like a place where, and I've said this a hundred times, you know what I'm going to say? I like a place where you can get, uh, what did he say? Oh, crap, no, I can't even remember the goddamn line, but it's something like, I like a place where you can get, uh, you know, soft shell crab at three in the morning. And he's like, now I've never had a desire to have soft shell crab at three in the morning, but if I ever do, it's there. So it's kind of like that. Like, I mean, I don't often want to get another drink anymore these days. But I was in a really good mood. And I'm like, yeah, I can have a beer. I would like a beer because I had all the margarita stuff. So I always like to wind down with a beer. That's what I enjoy, right? I like my after show beer. And then I like my after drinking beer, right? And that's the thing, I guess. It's like when I'll be at that place, I'm like, wait, I live. I moved to a place where I can't get a drink at 11 p.m. on a Saturday? What have I done? So it's one of those things where you just want to be in a situation like, well, if I want to get a drink at 11, I'm sure there's places around, but you don't want to be driving to them and stuff. So I don't know. 
That was so strange. Just wanted one more drink. You know, for the road, right? Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're okay. Then I was, uh, I went into the 7-Eleven where there was all these Jews. I guess they step out after, uh, after the Sabbath is over and really go to town and uh, just get a bunch of Slurpees and really live it up at that 7-Eleven over there. It must be the only 7-Eleven in town. They must all come from Deal. I don't know. Yeah, got a little coffee and some Gatorade. They had Gatorade by the, they had plentiful amounts of Gatorade. As you know, I can't find anymore. That was very exciting. And then, uh, stove all the way home and never, never got sleepy. Nothing. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I was saying to myself, well, if I got to pull over, I'll pull over. But I didn't have to. I was, uh, it was a nice drive, a really nice drive. I made it home and I'm like, good. All that's over. If I didn't have to go out tonight, it would be a perfect day. But what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not going to go out to celebrate all because, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Meanwhile, uh, I heard from Jeff Ross the other day, and he says that Dave Attell wants me to uh, work with them. He said do a guest spot while they're doing bumping mics, which I think is uh, the last Thursday and Saturday in August When in this neighborhood. they're They're around town if you're around uh so but i think thursday is in jersey and saturday is upstate new york or something and they i think they want me to do those shows but jeff is, but he, you know dave always asks so many other people too i'm sometimes i turn it down so i don't know but at least it's something to do i don't really have anything going on especially at the end of the year and uh speaking of which uh next week would be the you know i'm going to take one week off as we usually do uh, just before Labor Day, uh, you know, just to relax. I don't think we've taken any time off since the pandemic or anything. So just take one week off. I probably should have done it this week and then come back, but that seems ridiculous, right? So, um, yeah, so next week will be the final show. And again, I was like, you know, I want to do a video show. Maybe I will, but, you know, it's like I don't want to force an interview of somebody I'm not interested in just because I have the video show you know what i'm saying so i know you guys don't care i know you don't care and i appreciate that too uh but i just want to keep it going but yeah i mean you know if it doesn't ha- i mean i could still do it and just be talking just like this but is that interesting and maybe it's just gonna put all those photos up and everything i don't know i usually like to have something some reason you know like when i found my uh, letterman set or something like that and i i don't know like i said i don't want to force it because that would be worse and it's just better sometimes you and I talking like this. So whatever. If that doesn't, uh, if next week's show doesn't turn out to be a video show, I know you'll understand, and I appreciate that more than anything. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take just a week off at the end, and then we'll obviously go straight on until New Year's. Oh, so on Tuesday I went out with Attell. And Russ Maneev and Nick Griffin, and maybe you saw the picture on Instagram. It was really funny because Russ put it up on Facebook or Instagram, and everybody thought it was my birthday on Tuesday. And like, happy birthday. I'm like, it ain't till Friday, jerk off. Oh, I get so angry about that kind of shit. <laughs> I got to relax, right? But I got really nice texts, and um, I talked to this girl in Florida. She called. She goes, hey, no, it's your birthday. She's still big drunk. Uh, but they're like, yeah, come to Florida. But the uh, the reason I brought it up is because uh, so we went to Wolfgang's, right? Because they're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't want to be rude. They, I know they're going to pay for that. I don't want to. I'm not trying to pick an expensive place. I'm like, you guys could pick the place. I really didn't care. 
I thought maybe we were going to Italian place. They're like, no, no, you pick the place. And I'm like, well, I'll always want to go to Wolfgang's. And they're like, that's fine. We'll go to Wolfgang's. So I picked the one down in Greenwich Village, or not Greenwich Village, it's in Tribeca, but on Greenwich Street. I thought that would be convenient for Atel because he's so annoying. He's like, well, we got to make it late. And I'm like, ugh. So I said, well, can we at least do 8.30 instead of 9 because everything closes by 10. That's why I picked that place because that was the Wolfgang's that was open the latest. So again, again, like it has been happening to me nonstop. I don't leave the house. I'm leaving on Tuesday. I got the plan at 7.30. I'm going to get the Revel scooter and I'm going to head down there way in advance and then, you know, park and be there early. I don't care. Of course, as soon as I went out at 720, it lightning and thundered and stormed that I couldn't go out that way. I was so pissed. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be goddamn kidding me. The one plan, I, every single time I have to leave the house, it starts raining. And then I got to spend money on a cab, which I had to do again. Oh, which sucks. And then I got there early and I had to have a drink by myself, which was actually not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. It was only 18 bucks for Johnny Walker Block on the Rocks. So, again, Cristani, thank you so much. You really did buy uh, my favorite liquor. I go through phases. Right now I'm back on the Johnny Walker Black. Sometimes uh, I go to other directions, but right now I'm in on the Johnny Walker Black. It's great timing, and thank you for the lovely birthday gift. And then everybody showed up, and we had a great time. But... Those guys don't know how to order properly. You know, I've told you this before. You know, we go to Wolfgang's because you want to get the porterhouse steak for two or four or whatever. It comes on the sizzly plate. It's great. And none of that. They all wanted filet mignon. And filet mignon is way overrated. So they all got that. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now if I don't get the perfect order, right? What did I say? A creature of habit, right? I got to get the same thing every time. So I had to order all these appetizers, which those guys didn't do because I got to order the same thing that me and Lee and Laura order. All We have our... You know, Lee and I go over it for days in between. Now, how are we doing this again? We're doing the sauteed onions. So it's, a, you know, it's like, so I had to have the shrimp cocktail. I had the Caesar salad and the strip of bacon. And normally me, Lee, and Laura get the Caesar salad and we chop up the strip of bacon and it's shared. This time I ate the whole thing by myself. And uh, and then they said, I said, well, what's just like the porterhouse? And they said, well, the strip steak is like that. And I said, well, I'll have that. And that came out. So it was like a portion for one on the sizzling platter. So I got everything I wanted. And then I usually share the hot fudge sundae with Laura, but so I had half of it. They're like, you're not going to finish? I'm like, I'm used to sharing it with somebody else, <laughs> which is so weird because I never share anything. That's the one thing I like to do with my friend uh, Lee's wife is share the ice cream sundae at the end. That's, that's a major tradition and a cappuccino. And we did all that, and it was great, and I wasn't full, and I drank a lot of wine. I was really feeling good, and then Attell drove us up to the city winery, which is which I'd never been to, but I know all my friends have been playing there, and there's musicians that play there. Leslie Mendelssohn is going to be there. She was on our Comedy Cellar show. I might have her on the show because if she could, you know, if I can have musicians that play, I, I really like that. So I would hope you guys do too. I always think that's kind of exciting. But uh, so I'd never been to the city winery before. I had no idea it was all the way by the pier, you know, like right by the Hudson River. I had no idea it was there. I, I don't know where I thought it was. So we went there. I don't know what tell I just thought there was a show going on, but it was closed. And he's like, oh, maybe you don't know who I am. Uh, I'm David Teller Shlomo here. And they're like, I told you we're closed. <laughs> it was really funny. And uh, so right next to the city winery are these new things in New York City. I don't know what they're called. They look like giant teacups. They're in the water. They've extended this little island 
onto the Hudson River. Like it, sooner or later, they're going to just get rid of the Hudson River and you're just going to move right into Hoboken. They're zooming out so fast. But it's this little like teacup forest land. You Maybe you've seen it in the paper. I don't know what it's called. And we went through that. We thought it cost money, but it doesn't. We just walked up through there and, you know, it was a perfect thing to do. It's so funny about it. Tell he's always in such a rush, but this time he wasn't, which was great. And we all just walked around. It was a nice night, a really nice night. It just rained, so it cooled off. And we're walking through these little paths and forests that they have right in Manhattan. It was terrific. And then when we left, we went back and we were looking at it. And Attell goes, hey, look, it's, uh, it's Ape City. And we're laughing because it really does look like what we would think Ape City would look like uh, from the sketches we've seen that was supposed to be uh, Planet of the Apes. If you watch any of those documentaries, they made it that it was be it was supposed to be futuristic, and then they changed it. So any kind of Ape City or Ape Law mention always makes me very happy. So that made me laugh hysterically. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And the, the worst part is I can't really tell anybody. They're not going to get it. So... You know, that's um, why I mean to tell her friends, and that's why you guys like this podcast, because you understand if we win, we just came back from Ape City. What? Yeah, Ape City, which probably now sounds uh, somehow racist, but uh, oi. But it was really fun, and then he dropped us all off at our homes, because he had nothing to do until his spot at like 1245. This guy still likes performing late. I don't get it at all. But it was a, a pleasant evening. Oh, yeah, right. And I got to take this photo that I've been taking because when I wear this one shirt with these pants, I always feel like I look like Mel from Scarface. Don't go too far, Tony. No, you're fucked up too, Mel. What are you talking about? You're fucked up, Mel. So I always look like Mel with his arms folded. So I took that picture and I combined it and I put them together. By the way, Artie Lang was supposed to come with his sister, but he didn't, you know, he was we called him and he was going to come. So we've been texting back and forth. I sent him that picture and he goes, I don't know. This, I don't know the movie. And then I, well, I told him I wasn't going to tell him. He goes, Oh damn it. I, I got it. And I sent him the picture and then I told him what it was. He goes, Oh crap. And I said, don't worry. I won't tell anybody, but I, 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 but we were kidding. And he doesn't care. Uh, but we've been texting back and forth and he sounds really good. And it was like he said, if he texts back, that's a good sign. So he didn't come to dinner, but we, he was invited as always because, you know, that used, we added in Nick Griffin to replace him. So I don't know what we'll do with Nick when uh, Artie gets back to normal again. I guess we'll just kick him out. It was nice to hear from him. I got I to gotta put that picture up on Instagram where, where I'm imitating Mel. How about two class, first class tickets? So long, Mel. I'll give you two first class tickets to the resurrection. Fuck you. Okay, Mel. You know how this works? You give me money every month. That's a big number. Yeah. You think I want anybody to... I don't know. Anyway, we're having a good time. Oh, yeah. On uh, Thursday when I got home from my mom's, did you guys see the Yankees, the Field of Dreams game? It was so cool, and the ending was awesome. It was great. I had a really bad day. That's right. I got home. I was pretty depressed. So I bought $30 of Taco Bell, and I ate that. And it didn't make me feel bad later. It actually hit the spot. And then I was watching the end. I was listening to the Mets game the entire ride home. I was playing a doubleheader that night. And I was listening to the entire ride home. And when I left my car, I saw the score, and it said 4-1 to one in the ninth. 
And when I got home, it was tied up four to four. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then so then I turned it on and Pete Alonso hit a home run, a walk off homer, and they won the game. And I was like so thrilled. And then later when I was watching the Yankees White Sox game, which they played, I don't know if you know, maybe you heard about it in the field of dreams in Iowa it was the first baseball game to ever be played in Iowa, but they played it where they, you know, they had Kevin Costner uh, do the announcements and they played where this ballpark, you know, was located. It was, it was really cool, but the best part was the way the Yankees lost. It was awesome. They tied it up as they always do. And then the White Sox hit the, uh, it's really uh, interesting guy hit the, he's like a fun guy. He's really into it. And he hit the uh, walk off Homer and they lost. Oh, it was a beautiful day. And then I listened to the radio the whole day while they lost because he, because here we are again, Yankees fans. What do I do? I listen to sports station all the time. Two months ago. It's like, again, it's like Cuomo again. You guys are like, it's over. The Yankees are finished. Well, the Yankees are never finished. So shut the fuck up. Now they'll probably go to the playoffs and the Mets are going to be home. And that's the way it always is. And that's why that's why I hate the Yankees. Their fans are such pieces of shit. They're all the people like, I know there are fans of the Yankees out there, and I'm sorry. But Jesus Christ, you always complain. You're, you guys, have, have you ever had a losing season since 1994? It's a goddamn miracle. But all you hear is whining on the station. Oh, the, the Yankees, are, we got to get rid of Aaron Boone. This guy's awful. Right, maybe you're not going to win the World Series every year, but my God, getting into the playoffs every year is pretty goddamn special. You win a couple World Series every once in a while. Jesus. Oh, it's really frustrating. So I was really happy that they lost and then because then I like listening to the sports station because, uh, you know, everybody gets depressed, which is great. A Mets win and a Yankees lost. That's a good night of radio for me. I know if you're upset by that, but uh, you know I'm right about that. It's, it's fascinating. It really is how they uh, just always seem to put it together in it every year. So I don't know. It's again, it's just like you don't know it gets hot in August. It's very strange. And also, yeah, usually the Yankees uh, lose a lot in August. And then they put it together in September. So maybe it'll be like that this year. They'll put it together in August. And they'll lose a lot in September and then they'll uh, fade out. But you know they're going to be in that one game playoff and then they're going to win and then they're going to get close to the World Series. I mean, it happens every year. It really is just like the Cuomo thing again. We're just like, oh, they're great. We're great. We're like, oh, no, we lost a game. It's over. Drives me nuts. Oh, yeah, just a couple more things. Uh, the Olympics, again, for the last time, I love it. All they're talking about is how horrible the ratings were. Horrible. Like, it's never been like this before. The ratings were awful. Well, I think we've discussed it at length. The ratings were awful because they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're putting ratings, your ratings. How do you not see this? The ratings are awful because all you show is beach volleyball. How do they not get that? Show anything else. No one cares about beach volleyball. What the? F so I'm right. No one cares about it because no one was watching. And they want you to pay. For like an app or whatever it is, they want you to pay for the... I'm like, nobody's going to pay. Nobody... You guys suck. NBC does, doesn't get it. It's really frustrating, you know? Because like, you know, I've talked about it for three weeks in a row. I mean, it's so obvious. Put on the weird ones. The, not basketball. We see that. We can see that at any time. Put on the weird ones. 
That's how you'll get ratings, you know, the weird ones that we never get to. We only see them every four years. It just seems like the most obvious thing. Beach volleyball and basketball? Boring. And I'm not, I'm clearly right. Because <laughs> they had the worst ratings ever. Because you suck. Another thing that happened, uh, so we were, me and my friend Victoria were talking about I didn't realize, I don't know whether you guys know this, but John Denver, yes, the musician, uh, was supposed to be on the Challenger, the space shuttle that crashed in the 80s with the the the, the woman, Christine, whatever her name was. And he was supposed to be on the shuttle. I, I don't know what happened. I, I can't remember. I don't remember. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I'd never heard that John Denver was supposed to be on the shuttle. But the weird part is, of course, that he ends up dying in a plane crash anyway. And it really just, it's just like that movie, Final Destination. I know we've talked about that with somebody else the other day, but I couldn't remember. But it's so funny. It's like he was just destined to die either way in the air. Like God had the plan for him, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's funny and sad at the same time. But he, I guess he was a pilot. I think he crashed his own plane. I guess he wasn't a very good pilot. So <laughs> I was going to say they made the right choice in space. However, I guess they didn't for that either. But uh, then I was thinking about uh, this movie where this is my favorite scene because Paul Servino, who's unbelievable in Goodfellas as Paulie, is so a little bit gay, a little bit effeminate, and but awesome in here. I do this line all the time from Oh God. You have demonstrated over the years an astonishing lack of interest in spiritual matters. You know, it strikes me as one who has actually heard his voice that you have virtually no prerequisites to make direct contact with the Almighty whatsoever. You've heard him? He has made his word known to me. What was he wearing? I know his word through the scriptures. It would be blasphemy to suggest that we could describe the Creator in human terms. Why? If he created us, why wouldn't he appear to us as... One of us. Don't you sit. Don't you, young man, try to teach this assemblage the role of the deity. That's my favorite scene. I say that all the time. And of course, nobody knows where it's from. So I'll just start screaming. And be, don't you. And then I relax and I go, don't you, young man. And I don't remember what he says after that, but I, I do that all the time, like all the time for the past 40 years. And, of course, nobody could possibly know what it's from. But, uh, yeah. And I remember Paul Servino and that when I saw him in Goodfellas, I'm like, hey, it's the guy from Oh God. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like you uh, forget that he's actually a really good actor because he's really not in a lot of stuff. And now he only plays those other parts. So, yeah, it's funny. He was playing all different kind of parts back then before Goodfellas. And that was a good one. He was the villain in Oh God. You know, he was the uh, the... The phony. That's a good movie. I would. I think I now that when I was playing the clip, I'm like, I think I want to sit through the whole movie. And that's good when they do the questions in the hotel room. I, I was telling people about it. I'm like, uh, I think I was telling Victoria. I'm like, you, you got to see it. Tell me if it holds up. I think it's pretty good. I think it holds up. I've seen Oh God Book Two like four times, which is just not right. With what's her name, Lulu, Luann, one word little girl's name Ugh. 
And I've seen Oh God Book 3 with Ted Wass from Blossom. Ugh, that was awful, too. But first one's really good. And uh, there it is. So I also saw Suicide, Su- Suicide Squad. Because as you know, I like watching the movies that come directly to HBO Max. Uh, so I watched that in parts. And it was, again, very difficult to watch in the sense I just wasn't interested. I didn't like it very much. It was stupid. But, you know, some of the scenes are good. And there's a lot of action and stuff. But the only reason to watch is for Margot Robbie. It's just like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84 is awful, but I'll probably watch it another dozen times because I could just watch Gal Gadot do anything. So it's like Justice League, right? Justice League is a bad movie, but anytime Gal Gadot's on the scene, I'm all in. And I feel that way about Margot Robbie. Not just because they're hot, they're just interesting too. And they're sexy and they're good actresses and everybody else kind of sucks. So when Margot Robbie's not in Suicide Squad, it suffers because she's really good. And, and sexy and good, even if it's a stupid character. But there, you know, so it wasn't very good, and she's not in it enough for my money. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. But my friend Steve Agee is in it. Uh, we were in Crashing together. You've seen us, um, you know, when I'm in the towel, it's him. So he's in it. I didn't even know, and it was nice to see him. I texted him. I just I, I said, I watched it. I can't believe you're in that. That's so exciting. And he was really good in it. Yeah, then I saw some of the making of, and then I kind of respected it a little more because, you know, they're, it's always bad when they're just all in on a director and then they have the director. like It's like James Gunn brings you. Something like that happens. Sometimes the movie's not very good. It's not like Quentin Tarantino where, you know, you're like, this is, we all know it's Quentin Tarantino and we expect a certain thing, but I'm not expecting anything from James Gunn. I'm not exactly sure why they're all in on like, you got to like this guy, James Gunn. But then when he was, there's a behind the scenes for like a minute where they describe how they were doing some of the colors and some of the photography. And then I kind of respected it more. I mean, there's one scene where Harley is killing all these bad guys and, you know, technically everybody would be doing blood. But what she sees is flowers coming out of everybody and it's really well shot. And it's a good scene. I remember watching it saying, wow, this is really great. But the movie as a whole, you just really don't end the starfish at the i it's a very odd movie and i don't understand the reason for it actually being made i think a better movie would have been an actual suicide squad without comic book characters i I think the premise of these people that are in jail for mostly the rest of their life to do a mission and they have a, a chip in their head that somebody can press a switch at any time if they fail is a good premise for an action movie. I feel like it should be, you know, like a Vin Diesel, Sylvester Stallone. Well, Stallone was in the, uh, the Suicide Squad. He plays the shark. And, and that, of course, as you know, makes me ridiculously happy. But yeah, I think you could just, you don't need the superhero character. In fact, it ruins it because they all have superpowers. I don't know. Uh, maybe they've made movies like that before. I can't think of any, but it's a pretty good premise. And the name is good, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary to make it superheroes. But of course, it's another example how Marvel is just so far ahead of DC and the DC just doesn't get it. And they're like, oh, they made it rated R. Well, Marvel figured that out a long time ago, too. So once again, you're on the back burner. It's uh, funny how they can't get it together. And actually, it's probably not funny at all, but and I don't think it's making a lot of money. It didn't do very well because it's not a good movie. 
Uh, so that's that's the part they're forgetting. We don't understand what's happening. Well, it's not a good film. So that's what's happening. So that's what's happening. And oh, one last thing. Yeah, uh, reading in the, the right. They uh, people are upset because they're not. It's, it says nearly twenty years after the terrorists brought down the World Trade. Remember, on September 11th, it'll be the twenty-year anniversary. Uh, Such so a skimp on the tragic anniversary, and city and state politicians don't seem to care. This is a, a viewpoint in the paper, and um, they're right because no one does care. I, I think that's what they're not forgetting. We don't want to know about it. I don't want to remember it. I was here during it, and I don't want to be reminded of it. And I'm pretty sure neither does anyone else. And the people that lost people in it, I don't think they want to be reminded of it. Now, I'm speaking out of turn, of course, in the sense I, I don't know how people feel, but it's been 20 years. I think we, we remember it. Nobody doesn't remember it on September 11th, and you could talk about it, but I don't know whether we need... I don't want a ceremony. I, I don't want to remember it. And uh, it's not like the Holocaust where we, don't want, we want to remember because we never want it to happen again. This can happen again anytime soon because we'll never see it coming something like this so it and and what's happening in afghanistan it's it's gonna happen again these guys are like taking over what are we supposed to do i think it's good he pulled out all the troops what are you gonna do how long are we gonna be in there for i don't know what are we supposed to do i feel horrible for those people but then they're like we have to go back and get the americans and i'm like why are there americans there what are they doing there are they at the embassy and if so are you out of your goddamn mind working at an embassy in afghanistan I don't understand a lot of shit. So that is coming from a feeble mind of no knowledge. But I like pulling him out because it looks like we weren't making a difference. And, uh, you know, Biden's like, they got to fight for themselves. And they're right at this point. I mean, at this point, it's been 20, 30 years or whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? But it's also, it's awful because, yeah, those guys are going to get stronger and then they're going to come back at us again. But I just don't want to be reminded of September 11th in any way, shape, or form. I hate it here on September 11th. Meanwhile, we were planning on going to Wolfgang's on September 11th, me and uh, Lee and Laura, and then and I invited Rachel and Pete. But she's like, oh, can we go on September 11th? She was asking Pete, you know, her husband's fire captain. He goes, uh, no, we don't. I, let's not do anything in case he's got something he's got to do. You know, a fireman, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different story, but I would wonder why the firemen would want to remember too. But they're lo- they're those type of guys, you know. They're I mean, it, it does that, that makes sense. I just don't want to be reminded of it. I'm maybe I'm being selfish, but it looks like everybody else is too. People don't want to. We didn't. Nobody wants to remember the twentieth anniversary. Nobody wants to remember the tenth, and nobody will want to remember the twenty fifth. It was an awful day, and if you lived here, it fucking sucks. Maybe if you live out of town. Uh, you want to remember it, I don't know. But if you were here when it happened, I don't want to be reminded of that day for the rest of my life. We'll always know anything that happened on September 11th. It's in our minds. Oh, that was a shitty day. When I said, to, I'm like, hey, we'll make it September 11th. We'll do it. Or if they have a football game, September 11th, the, the kids off. You know, it's, it's etched in our minds. Yeah, I'd prefer not to. I don't, I don't want any ceremony. I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to hear the listing of names. I don't think any of us do. Well, again, I'm speaking for myself, so. Uh, you know, I got enough trouble in my life. I'm not going to remember that day, and that was one of those days. I mean, selfishly for me, 
that I never thought would happen. I'm like, God, I hope I'm married with kids when something like that happens, and it didn't happen. So it's just that's a you know a selfish memory reminder for me that I suck. Twenty years later, I still suck. Yeah. Well, listen, don't be upset. For, you know, it's a birthday week, so uh, you know you you reevaluate everything. That's why these things are awful. The holiday, all holidays are reminded. Where was I last year when this happened? Oh, right, I sucked then too. So that's the way I roll. That's the way I am. I will tell you something, though. I'm having a meeting, I think, Tuesday, today, when this comes out, for this uh, possible, like, radio sports talk show that I would be doing that you might be able to get online, but I think it's an actual live and radio show in Washington, D.C. and Chicago. Isn't that interesting? That would be Tuesdays from 6 to 8. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Of course, there's no money in it because that is how i roll for real i never seem to be able to do anything that actually pays money but well it's it's gonna work out right i mean it has to well i think uh look uh I think it was a successful birthday uh, finished and done. We'll wait until next year when it's going to be even worse because it'll be on a Saturday. And uh, I hope that it was an interesting podcast in many ways. Obviously, I did have a lot to talk about today because I was mostly talking about what on this week. So that's very rare in these this day and age where I'm uh, going out and I've been out three or four times in one week. But that's what a birthday week's supposed to be. If you have any semblance of uh, friends or family or whatever that is, but I'm glad and happy that uh, people did want to do They just didn't want to do stuff for my actual birthday. So that's the way I am. But I don't mind going out the road. And then it's like I couldn't even do it. Like, hey, want to take you out for your birthday? I would be like, no, not on my actual birthday. So I am uh, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Nobody knows how to work with me. I don't know what to do either. But I don't know. I'm just glad I'm with you guys, and I will see you next week. Remember again, if uh, you know we have Billy Joel coming up this week, and another song from Coach Fred Arbor, and keep doing that. But otherwise, yeah, this week coming up will be our last week until I mean it's not our final week. We're just taking one week off, and then right after Labor Day, we get down to business. Our best time of the year, the fall in New York City. It's going to be way hot. And I don't mean temperature-wise, I mean awesome-wise. I mean laughs galore and awesome times for the Nightfly podcast, which will continue to go into its seventh season this coming October. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay cool in every way possible, that meaning has. I'll see you next week on the Nightfly. Fly.